Please select your player. New player Tim has joined the game. Andrew plugin requires horse mod. Translation. It's Amelia time. Australia's greatest podcast. Said no person. Ever. Welcome. Welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Hello everybody and welcome to another dungeon podcast episode 10. We have finally reached double digits. Uh, this week I am joined by Andy. Hello. And Amelia. Good evening or morning. <laughs> so whatever time of <laughs> whatever time of day you're listening to this. If you're listening to it at a different time of day, please stop and then start again at the appropriate time of day mentioned. Six forty AM um, Western Australia time. Um, no one no one cares. Have about to Western go to Australia Western time. Australia before you can listen to it. This it. week we will be talking about paid mods and the ethos behind it. Uh, broken age, that joy of pointing and clicking on things, <laughs> or and, the the, and the Witcher or... three, because let's face it, it's it's pretty good. I haven't <laughs> spent too much time with it, but uh, we'll discuss the game, uh, Amelia's loose morals in the game. Uh, we'll leave the loose morals of her real life outside of the podcast. <laughs> I... uh, you make my life sound so much more exciting than it is. <laughs> I, sh- I should point out as well that prior to the uh, podcast, Tim said, uh, don't interrupt people. And uh, immediately I've interrupted him in his introduction no. about three times. So uh, apologies, that's, Tim. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I think by this stage, uh, it's sort of expected. If it's not you, it's the dog or the fridge. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> the, the cicadas. No the frogs. here. We're yeah. not in Queensland. Oh, I don't know what you have in WA. Frogs and quackers. Um, miners? You have miners, don't you? Not miners and prost- Miners and prostitutes. Isn't that what WA is famous for? Oh my for? god. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> Newcastle. Yeah, I was going to say, that's my that's my hometown. Okay, represent. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we're off to a good start. Um, a few weeks ago, Steam quickly introduced and then abolished the idea of paid mods. So... I believe it started around Skyrim um, with forced payments for some mods and then there was a bit of an uproar and then Valve did a pretty quick turnaround on their decision. Um, but I guess it sort of begs the question, these these people, that is, these modders, the people that are actually creating these new experiences, new textures and sometimes just reworking a game are putting a lot of time and effort into making these things um do you think they should get rewarded for it no they're not the ones that made the original game sure but sometimes a mod can add hours and hours of extra gameplay onto something that you've already loved Mm. so while i don't agree with forced payment it sort of makes it like a dlc Mm. um I think the idea of a donation for a mod is probably a good one. Andy, you said straight out no. Why? Do, why? <laughs> Mods are like the uh, fan fiction of the game world. Um, oh, that's a strong ooh. statement. <laughs> ooh. 
No, continue. Yeah, no, they they are, they are, they they are the fan fiction of the game world. Yes, as you said, they they're creating something from something that's already been created. So they're they're building on Skyrim. They're building on, uh, you know, the whatever Gary's mod was built on and stuff like that. So yeah, that's it. That 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 game that nobody's okay. Um, but <laughs> but uh, you know, I just. It's just the their fans doing it. I don't think that they need to be paid for it. Yeah, okay, a donation is fine, but by you know saying, "Hey, here's some money for it. You have to pay for it now." Um, this is work that nobody really. Yeah, I, it's not what the developers have originally planned. So I don't think that having something in place so that they get paid for it is correct, is right. What about mm. Counter-Strike? Because yeah. Counter-Strike started its life as a, a, a mod. mod a so did yeah, mod. a lot of games did. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's now a international sensation that makes millions and, and millions and of so, dollars. And so did DayZ as well. So how do you cross that line from yeah, mod to paid? Well, it depends on what, on how strong the community has become. Um, you know, I look at I look at the things like the Skyrim mods with crabs with top hats and glasses on and stuff like that. Mud crabs. Mud crabs. Yeah. Not crabs. Oh, so apologies. Sorry for the... <laughs> you console peasant. Oh, it's not being that. I apologize for being racist to crabs, but you know. Uh, whatever. Um, Not all crabs are the same, no, Andy. No, some have top hats and glasses on. But it depends on what mod you're downloading. I just I look at those kinds of mods and saying, you know, there's no need for you to pay for them. Uh, yeah. It's just somebody elongating the joy of it. But isn't that the joy of capitalism? There doesn't need to be a need specifically. If you can charge for something, you... Yeah, it, it's like there's so many different mods. I think we're talking about so many different things. Like you, the mm. mods that you're talking about, Andy, are like fantasy fulfillment mods in the way that fan fiction is fulfilling a fantasy. So it's like somebody being like, oh, my God, it would be so funny if everybody was naked in this game right now. I'm going to make a mod that does that. That's the sort of like mod I think you're talking about. But there are mods which just exist to make the game better. Like there's this one called, um, I think it's called Sky UI. And it like totally changes how the Skyrim menu looks on computer. And everybody uses it because it looks much better than the way the menu was originally designed. Like it's easier to use. Didn't that change the menu to actually be like a PC menu, not a console-based Exactly, yes, exactly. That's what it did because Skyrim, like The Witcher 3, is sort of, you know, they knew a lot of people would buy it on console, so they designed it in that way. But everybody uses that, and I don't think it's fair for those people who, you know, do updates to that all the time to not get any acknowledgement, but at the same time, forcing people to pay for that. Yeah, that's probably not the right move either. Well, that's the thing, and I think the... um some of the more recent ones to come out. I don't know if you've played the game Mountain Blade, but I know, uh, yeah. two of those mods have become full paid release: mm. uh, Caribbean and Vikings. Mm. And now Mountain Blade has a pretty strong and active modding community, mm. and most of them aren't small things; they're total conversions. Yeah. So they change the game from what it is to. You know, there's a Lord of the Rings one. There's a Game of Thrones one, and they're they're full conversion mods. They're not 
Yeah, but that's yeah, well, not- that's that's the other thing I was going to say. Like some mods are full new games. So like games like um, Shadowrun Returns or other isometric like grid based games, they a lot of them come with a um, like a story generator or like a build your own level thing where you can make your own adventures. Particularly if they're like from a tabletop game to a video game sort of situation. Like yeah. Shadowrun Returns, there are these campaigns that people have built and they are on par with the content. Well, they're not on par, but they're close to on par with the content that was released with the game. And, you know, these people put so much effort into it. Um, yeah, it's just such a different thing from like the person who's making the top hat mod. Like it's... Sure it well, is, but it's also, if they were putting a lot of effort into just making a mod and going, oh, I should be paid for this, then go and create your own game. That's my mm, opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's saying interesting. this as a, as a console yeah. gamer, so I'm completely yeah. going to the PC world. It's interesting that you say that because um, recently Hairbrain Schemes, who made Shadowrun Returns, had an ad for um, different uh, a few different positions for their new game, um, Shadowrun Returns Hong Kong. And one of the specifications for like the job criteria was like if you have made mods for Shadowrun Returns, you will be like highly regarded. So, and that was like a revelation for me because I was like, wow, having spent free time modding something could get you an actual real job with this awesome company well, that's like the, that's that's the other thing is um you put a lot of work on say the source engine mm. uh you've got a pretty sh- strong case for being hired i guess yeah so um, there's an actual skill involved i guess is what i'm the point yeah I'm so make. why why not have the ability to gain some money back for that i mean a lot of people are probably doing this after hours like after their day mm. jobs because um, the, the problem I, I, the problem is is it can be exploited mm. how if you have a donation system how can it be exploited no but if you have a like it needs to be separate from steam though that's mm. the thing you can't Why? because well i guess because steam takes 75 percent i think of it's just like uh, uh, look I know it probably pisses off a few people but it's just like Dimmick's going hey look somebody wrote a fan fiction book on Twilight and you know we're gonna release that which they did Fifty Shades of Grey you know so I was gonna say you know that's the thing right (laughs) yeah but it's just I don't know see I I don't get why you're getting that it's the same thing because to me fan fiction we live in like a very privileged society where everybody can read and write and that's great but writing is like you know writing is something everyone can do in our society making a mod is not you know what I mean like pro like it depends on the it depends on the game but i would say like because you know we can get very wrapped up in our little world where everybody we know is competent with computers and that sort of thing but then you look at people like your parents and it's like you know that's actually a lot of the percentage of the population so not everybody can write not everybody can write coherent well but fan fiction is notoriously awful so anybody can write fan fiction i would say yeah but no? can they write good fan fiction? Is Probably there such not. a thing? <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's true. I don't um, know. You are asking. I don't, yeah. I don't always go for the full conversion mods either. I'll go yeah. for, um, say, like a weapons pack. Mm. And sometimes I'll replay a whole game just with a weapons pack because it's different enough. Like, say, uh, Stalker. I like the Stalker series. Mm. Um, and there's a few, even, there's a there's a few small mods you can add to that that makes me want to replay it again because the gameplay was that good and the mods changed it just yeah. enough for it to be a different experience. 
I, I don't have a problem with the donation system. I do have a problem with it being you have Forced. to pay five bucks for this mod. See, maybe the maybe the payment should come from the or the attention should come from the people who made the game. Like, if I was Bethesda and I noticed this Sky UI thing, I would be approaching the mods who the modders who made that and being like, "Wow, this is great! You know, can we buy it from you or something to integrate it into the game?" Like, maybe that's where like high quality, I guess, mods could be getting their money if it's something that like thousands and thousands of people are downloading. I I hate to admit it, but I kind of agree with Andy that it should be outside of Steam. Hmm. Only because Steam takes so much. Well, I meant more the, the developers directly approaching the modder. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I mean, the company? That, that can happen, but... Yeah, which is fine. But it, as, as saying, it needs to be external from it. You know, a lot of yeah. these companies have their own sites, or the game has hmm. their own site. If yeah. they're interested in supporting the modding community, then they can build that into their their thing. That's mm. it. Just shouldn't be on a major place like Steam. Yeah, I think Steam is the wrong spot for it. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't see how they thought that was a good idea, but I do think that some modders should you know, do have a right to earn money for what they're doing because it's a valuable service they're providing. Sure, but the problem is, is you're also never going to have parity across the board because mm. you're going to have a lot of uh, games developers who are like, well, this is our IP, how you didn't create it, so why should somebody else coming in benefit from it? And the IP gets have, very yeah. That's an interesting point, I guess. That I that could get very great. Yeah, you have something like that Mega Man game, which you know got quite far into, um, which is you know it's not a mod, but it's it is a fan creation, um, mm. and it got quite far along. Or the Streets of Rage, I think it was, um, and you know. You have people coming along going, well, you have no right to actually do that because you didn't create it. That's, I don't know. See, it seems to go both ways. There's been a few things where the developers have recognised it and going, wow, that's a, a nice homage, like uh, mm. Black Mesa, the yeah. uh, recreation of Half-Life in the Source engine. Yeah, and then you've got what Andy's saying where people go, no, that's our IP, how dare you. Yeah. We're shutting you down. But so. Valve are very supportive of the of the modding community. Otherwise, they wouldn't have. You know, yeah, that's true. Said. So that's a yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's my two cents. Look, all at the end of the day, all I want for mods is for them to be playable on console as well. That's all I ask. <laughs> that's all I asked of this generation of console, Never and happened. it's not going to happen. Never. Mm. happen. PC for life. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's true. So, Amelia, you yes. have been. No, no, not Amelia. A- we don't want to talk. We don't want to talk to you Andrew. yet. <laughs> Andrew, you have played Broken Age. I did. I gave which it 9.5 I believe. Nine point five. Sorry, one point five. Nine point five. Nine. Oh, I was. I was going to say. I've heard it's amazing. What the hell? Who lets you review games? I know you've reviews. <laughs> Seriously, how can you give something that has? No control scheme, a 9.5. Because it's a great story. But if I wanted a great story, I'd go watch a movie. Oh, I, I, it's interesting that you didn't say read a book there, dude. 
I don't read. <laughs> he does not. I'm go- I, I, know, will public- I know that you can. <laughs> I will publicly admit that I don't read. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, well, it's, you are missing out. Anyway, sorry. It's a great story. And yeah, okay, fine. If you want to go and watch a movie, go for it. And I meant to say at the top of the podcast as well that if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, then go and watch it. Because it's great. <laughs> um, I plan to. Yeah, don't plan to. Go and see it. Stop doing this podcast and go and watch it. Well, fuck's sake. Um, then. I'll catch you in two weeks. Um, but Broken Age is great. It's a really, really great game. Uh, it's got a great story. And the key to it being a great story... And yeah, okay, you can go and watch a movie. You can go and read a book. You can go and watch a TV show. But Broken Age's story is only... You could only tell this story in a game. And so what is what is what is the story? Well, the the very first paragraph of my review says that you shouldn't read the review or find out what the story is prior to playing it. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Can you give okay. us a general concept? A general concept. I believe that there's two characters. There is two characters. Both are playable. Uh, one's in a spaceship, and the other one is in a world where um, there's sacrificial maiden feasts. I won't say any more than that. And it's really amusing. It's hilarious. It's a it's a really great game that tells great characters through, you know, really, really great character development as well as great humour and great dialogue. And dialogue this... that makes sense to the characters. You have dialogue trees that, that make sense. They, they go alongside with what the character stands for. Unlike, so... you know, playing in... You know, some some games where you get uh, dialogue trees. I can't think of something off the top of my head, unfortunately. But some games where you're playing dialogue trees and they just present an option which, you know, shows your character as being a complete and utter dick, which doesn't go with what mm. the character is. Um, and it's yeah. got a great, strong, central female character as well. Really, really good. Um, so what's the gameplay like? It's a point-and-click, right? Very point-and-click. Um, look, the... The basis of this, there is a there is an achievement where you can essentially complete this game in an hour. Um, so it gives you an idea of how much gameplay there actually is. Not much. Not much. <laughs> Not much. But, but it's it's in chapters, right? So there's only the first. There's two. There's two parts. Yeah. So it's oh, Act okay, One yeah. and Act Two. Um, mm-hmm. Now I played Act One and Two. You know, one after the other. I didn't have to wait the year in between like uh, mm-hmm. PC gamers did. Um, so, you know, I really enjoyed the coherent story. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just being a film lover and a book reader, it doesn't bother me that there's not much gameplay as such. Yeah. Um, See, that no, would bother I think, me. I think I could enjoy that. Yeah. I like a, a bit story of, person. I like a bit of game in my game. <laughs> Yeah, I'll. Um, yeah, I don't mind things that don't have much gameplay. It doesn't bother me. Um, so this as long as the other bits are good. Yeah, this is a Tim Schafer game. Yeah, it is a Tim Schafer game. Yeah. Mm. Is it anything like stacking? Yeah, look, it's got a similar sort of humour. It doesn't have. I love that game a lot. Uh, I also gave that nine and a half. <laughs> um, and the uh, same with Costume Quest as well. I haven't played Costume Quest two. Yet. I have played that. Um, did you back Broken Age on Kickstarter? I did not, because I don't back games on Kickstarter. Why so you not? didn't you didn't believe in the project then, but you believe in it now. Uh, well, I got burnt once backing a game of, on Kickstarter that never once. eventuated. Uh, so yeah. once I, I know just, a lot of people who that's happened to. It yeah. sucks. 
and and you know as soon as it it became successful i was like i'll just wait until it comes out you know i'm yeah what, no i get that this, it's the same with ukulele look it looks really good yeah but that's hit an insane amount of money what is my 25 dollars gonna do yeah right i feel the same i was gonna back it and now i'm like but they already have so much money. I, I yeah. don't feel like I need to. So maybe we should do a podcast on uh, Kickstarter yeah. and why you guys are such dinosaurs. And Did you back <laughs> it on Kickstarter? How many projects have yeah. you backed? <laughs> I've backed one and got nothing for it so far. But I it's have still backed in like development. six. So I backed Oof. Kingdom Come Deliverance, and it okay. looks amazing. Sure. I yeah, most of the stuff I've backed, I I think I've gotten one of the things. Yeah. Um, so, but but the rest are. I've got faith. I've got a lot of faith in one of them, and then not so much in the rest. <laughs> well, that's a discussion for another. Yeah, two that's years. a big. big in between discussion. now and then, I strongly recommend playing Broken Age. It's on every single platform. You but it's an imagine. hour. What am I going to do with the no, rest of my week? You have to play it properly. The, you have to know what so the say, solutions to the puzzles are first of all. Say say that I take your advice handy and i play broken age and go and watch mad max (laughs) that's what three hours out of my week it's actually about an eight nine hour game so but you can finish it in an hour you can finish it now yeah but i mean like you can finish you can finish like you know skyrim if you speed run it in like you know there's all those you can finish far cry 4 in five minutes you can finish dark souls 2 unpatched in 20 minutes yeah, but so, but that's not how you want to play the game, is it? No, exactly. You have to the the part of the reason why you play Broken Age is because it's got a kick-ass story. It's got a great. Does it story. make you think? It does make you think. It questions. Are there multiple endings? Things. No, there are not. No. <laughs> so <laughs> all of my choices <laughs> amount to nothing. You don't make choices. It's not a choice-driven game. So it's a point and click. And there's no choices. Yeah, you no, have no, a choice. There are choices, but they lead you to the story that is already written. You don't. It's not your story. It's their yeah. story being told to you. Exactly. Thank you. This is sounding less and less enticing the more you talk about. Oh, bloody! Okay, what I'm hearing from you, Tim, is it's not about me. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want a video know, game about me. Yeah. I want oh, a video will, game that uses the camera that. and puts me in the game. <laughs> Well, you're not a girl, so you won't be able to play it as... But what about the boy story? The boy story is really good. The voice acting is well, really good as well, as you'd expect. Why can't I play the boy story you then? Can, but didn't then you they have, have an... The um, story eventually. Didn't uh, they have a full orchestra of the soundtrack? They the did. The soundtrack's really like good. That? And it yeah, looks I've heard that it's well. amazing. It just... Yeah, mm. I just... It's all hand-painted, is that right? Something like that. The, the environments are hand-painted or something? I don't know. I remember when it was being advertised. It, they look, just... it looks like it, but um, yeah. it's yeah, yeah it's, it's lovely. It's a great game. I just strongly recommend not listening to anything we have to say about it and just going and playing it. Don't read any reviews. <laughs> just go and play it. Don't listen to so it. what you're just saying is it, you you wrote a review for no reason. Just go and play it. Yeah, but I well, I if you if you'd read the review, <laughs> if you'd read the review, Tim, you'd know that it just says over and over, "Go play this game." Go play. Why well, do I don't read <laughs> Andy's reviews? You don't read anybody's reviews. You just go. No, am I going to play this game? I'm not going to play why, it. Why would I trust Andy's opinion? I already know the games he likes, and they're not the same S- ones I like. Speaking of games that we're playing. Yes. What are you Ooh. playing at the moment? <laughs> Segway. 
Uh, I started playing The Witcher 3. And immediately I thought, I have no idea what happened in the other two games. Uh, I remember who Geralt is. Geralt? I I remember, I'm going to call him Geralt. Oh, do please do not. (laughs) My housemate does that and it drives me Gerald of Rivera. Jerry of Ruvia? Yeah, him. I vaguely remember who Yennefer is. And that was about it. So it got to the wild hunt thing and I'm like, I remember this being mentioned, but I don't know what it is. But to its credit, the intro cinematic did a good job of giving a vague overall story of what a witcher is and why everybody hates them and they have done an excellent job of making a game that anybody could start playing it is in no way relying on knowledge from the first and second games well i wouldn't go that far i would (laughs) well you're wrong and i just replay both of them so well you're wrong (laughs) i i don't think you because yennefer's not even in any of the other two she's just vaguely mentioned throughout two isn't she no, she doesn't feature in either. Well, my memory of the last video game is terribly off. She's she's mentioned, but it's very... It, it really depends on the choices you make, even whether like how much you learn about her into... Ah, speaking yeah. of choices, you don't get to import your choices on the console. Oh, really? Yeah, I was that disappointed. Sucks. Well, you still get to on PC, so I don't know why well, that would be different. PC Master Race. Mm-hmm. So That's tell right. us what... What have you found so far with your extensive experience on The Witcher 3? <laughs> okay, so I, I picked it up on Tuesday. I had, like, the full-on collector's edition all pre-ordered. I came home. What's the full-on collector's edition? Um, that's the one with the figurine, the art book, the medallion, the stickers. I don't know. If you get it, if you get, got the Xbox One collector's edition, you know the Gwent. There's a card game within The Witcher 3 called Gwent. You actually get decks of Gwent, which is pretty cool. It's like wow. a functioning trading card game. It actually that's works. Terrible. Anyway. <laughs> hey, for someone who likes board and card games, that's a good thing. Um, anyway, so I picked it up and I went home and I installed it and... It um, rooted my graphics card, so then I had to go out and get a new one. After all that, I eventually got to play it, and it's just oh, it's so good. It's like, I just felt like, you know, between... If you've read my um, my retrospective reviews of 1 and 2, you'll know that I felt that after playing 1 in 2, they took, like, all of the feedback, the reasons people sort of had problems with 1, and they changed everything, and they made it amazing. And I feel like they've just done that again. You know, because like in one and two, you're restricted to certain environments. Three is totally open environment. There's more quests. There's more just. There's just more everything, and it's just, it's, it's just the best. <laughs> there's an interesting amount of side activities, and yeah, not that I'm too far into it, but most of the side quests seem to have their own mini story attached. Yeah, that's something I was reading um, some interviews with the developers, and they said that they didn't want any of the quests to feel like a fetch quest or a. Um, yeah. What's the other one that's really generic? Anyway, they didn't want them to feel like that. They wanted every There's quest to feel like... yeah. fetch quest and kill X amount of monsters. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they wanted to totally avoid that. And so far, I mean, I've only played four hours because of the whole graphics card things setting you me back by a day. Pleb. But um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm that village peasant. That's why you should have gotten um, on PS4. I don't have uh, PS4, so <laughs> that would yeah. have been more expensive. <laughs> I like also how there's been a few side quests where there's been uh, a choice. Mm. It doesn't... Well, the one I'm doing at the moment, 
Um, I know what both choices lead to because I put a save before I made the choice. Um, and one would lead to a quick resolution with you gaining some reward. And one leads to, I guess, a deeper understanding and a deeper uncovering of some of the villages in this particular place. Um, and it's just good to see that they haven't gone to that effort just for the main quests, but also yeah. for some of the side activities. Oh, all um, of them. I haven't done one side quest yet that I felt is bad, and I basically have only done side quests since I started playing it. Yeah, so I moved on to the main quest pretty quick and then went back to the first area mm. and then uncovered all the question marks and did all of that stuff and then mm. moved on again. Yeah. Um, my experience with it has been pretty good. I think I've disadvantaged myself and I'm going to fix that when I start playing again. Um, I will say that the sort of more realistic way of controlling a character... You know how in a lot of video games you can spin your character on a five-cent coin? Um, you can't spin Geralt on a five-cent coin. He has to actually make a few steps to turn around. And that becomes uh, yeah. a little bit annoying in some spots. I've been stuck a few times. Uh, some of his... The ledges he can grab onto are interesting. Yeah. Like, I can, I can grab onto the edge of a house and pull myself up, but I can't grab onto a ledge that's, you know, sitting at head height sometimes. Yeah, there are a few bugs like that. that There are a few idiosyncrasies, and I guess that's to be expected in a a large game. In the first week as well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, overall, I found it really good. Um, Mm. There's been only one activity I've found so far that I hate, which is horse racing, which I'm not a a fan of. Yeah, that's a thing that you've got to look forward to. Oh, um, <laughs> in most open world games, I'm not a fan of any racing anyway, so mm. I wouldn't really take that into consideration. It's just a yeah. bit annoying, um, control-wise yeah. and waypoint-wise. Mm. Um, the map I'm on currently, the waypoint seems a little bit... It doesn't always follow the road that it should. It's just mm. got weird detours like yeah. just off to the side of the road when it doesn't need to be and it's it's just minor things but so mm. far it's been really good um i'm yeah. playing on xbox one and if you have a pc that can handle the game please get it on a pc yeah the it's screenshots that dave have been posting are yeah amazing compared to the xbox one so. the beard growth is yeah. quite impressive i, I must say <laughs> well, I'm at the point where I want to find a barber because I've been shaved <laughs> as part of the story and it's grown back to a point where I want to have it shaved again. So basically I, you're a beard Nazi. You don't like beards. I don't... Well... Why don't you like it? Does it look scruffy? A little manly stubble on Geralt looks all right, but mm. I don't like his full beard. Is it because yeah, I'm at the stubble stage. stage. Is that why? It's, <laughs> it's purely Ooh. out of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the reason why The Witcher 3 is uh, unsettling to me. It's not a tenet. Okay, well, I feel um, like it projects unrealistic <laughs> expectations on of men. Of men. Uh, oh, I and not of women at it, all. I find it quite <laughs> sexist, to be honest. Uh, um, okay, well, to counter your negative feeling, may I, may I tell you some things that I'm enjoying about the game? Sure. Okay, so um, I, I basically, like, I've been playing two, like, replaying two with different stories up until three, so I'm really noticing 
the differences and um the first thing i noticed was how cinematic it is like the opening scene like the just uh, pure cinematic sequence before the game opens it's like and i don't know if andy you've seen the um trailers that they released just like let they were like hype trailers in the sort of three weeks leading up to the game's release but if you haven't because i know you like films you should watch them because they are like they are on par with some of like the best scenes in movies i've seen in terms of like the sort of cinematography of them and they're just really awesome um i stayed away from that oh no but they don't they don't spoil anything about no i've just been burnt too many times with hype and i knew the witcher Mm. 3 would be good yeah but i just i don't know wanted to keep my own ideas of this is going to be awesome no I, i understand that but just like from the angle of like the cinematic production of them i was really impressed by those videos but then when i saw them i was like surely they can't convey that in the game but i feel like they are because even when you're being given some quests or something you'll have all these sort of different angles that people are talking at and everything's just you know it just diverts so much from all of the normal conventions of games of like you know watching a talk watching b talks like they really they're so invested in telling an interesting story so that really impressed me They've managed to carry over Geralt's character pretty good, pretty well, which Gerald. I'm impressed. Yeah, Jerry. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, that was something I was worried they would lose in the third one because they'd want to make him more, I don't know, bland or, I don't know, white appeal or something. But he still, he seems, he seems the same, which is cool. Can I ask um, you two questions? Yes. One of which I've already forgotten. And one, <laughs> one Dave has answered for me, but I'll ask you anyway. Yes. So Geralt carries two swords, right? Yep. Why does a silver sword not do as much damage to a human as a steel sword? Um, well, it's just a general thing in fantasy that silver um, damages monsters. I understand so, that, but it's still yeah. a solid metal that cuts flesh. So why <laughs> does it do less damage against humans? To humans. That's a it's good question. It's illogical to me. Now, yeah. Dave said... And I'm disappointed in you. And we'll have well, a talk about okay, this Okay, let me later. let me say. Can I say one thing no, before okay, we go okay. on? Yeah. It, they do say in the books that that's not always true—the steel and silver thing. Um, there's actually this passage where Geralt is talking about how that's a misconception, and that both do work on each, depending on who the human is. Well, Dave was saying that his interpretation of it was that the silver one is softer. Ah. Because the silver itself does damage to monsters, it doesn't need to be, I guess, as hard and sharp Sharp. as a steel blade. But that's not explained at all in any of the games as far as I know. I haven't played one, I'll admit that. So feel free to write rage comments if you want to. Um, No, it's not explained. It doesn't feel like it's explained in the game. I think it's just Um, a strategy thing, though. Like, there's heaps of things in games like that that, you know, if you shot somebody with a gun, they'd probably die no matter what. It wouldn't take ten... I, I know there's them, but. there's general logic that you need to get rid of in games, like, but then there's a, just a, a logical reason why you need to carry two swords. But anyway, mm. we can we can move past that. Um, my, so then, yeah, sorry. No, my no, last no. thing, my last thing in my rant of how good it is is um, <laughs> <laughs> is how well they have characterized peasants. Because normally peasants are so boring and crappy and you're just like, oh, get your talk over with so I can go to your quest. But so many of the peasants in this, like, when they talk about the monsters that they're telling Geralt about, they actually seem scared or they actually seem, like, I don't know, maybe it's the mocap thing, like, the faces look so much more emotive or something like that. But I really felt like, 
you know, it was really immersive the way that, you know, they would tell me about their problems and I would really feel like, you know, the the stake of their livelihood rested on this. Whereas in, you know, The Witch One or Two, probably more in one, it was just sort of like, yeah, okay, you were giving me a quest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that was impressive. And the way that Geralt questions people is quite good. Like, I've only done a couple yeah. of Witcher quests, but initially when you receive it, I'm thinking, right, I know what this monster is. Yeah, like the context. And then you mean? Garrett will ask some questions and more questions, and then you'll go, "Well, hang on a sec, maybe it's something different." Mm. And you you understand why he's questioning them. Yeah, um, yeah. Just small stuff like that, I guess, that really adds to the whole immersion and experience in the game. Um, mm. The crafting in it's pretty good so far. I've made mm. a few weapons and armor. Um, the only thing was I went broke pretty quickly. Yeah, you really have to work for your money. Like, the contracts are there for a reason. (laughs) And the people are like, go and kill this monster. It's terrorizing the village. Here's 20 bucks. Yeah, right. A bit underpaid. 20 bucks? (laughs) That's like one apple. That's like one or two apples. That's that's all that is. I'm going to save your entire village for two apples. But that's... (laughs) That you could just go take those two apples. Um, but no, that's something, maybe they're trying to stay true to the books in that, because in a lot of the things in 3, they're trying to take elements of the story from the books, and in the books, it's very much like witches have to sort of, I don't know, not fight to survive, but like the because of their bad reputation, they don't get as much work as maybe you'd think they would or something like that. I don't know. But I guess the flip side of that is it's mostly peasants pulling their money together to give yeah. you a reward. So exactly. it wouldn't make sense if you go to this town that's got five people in it and they're giving you $1,000 to kill yeah. one monster. So, yeah, so. it's probably part of their dedication to, like, the, the world making sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to playing it every night, which is good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bored of it after one night, so that's mm. I will say unfortunately I, getting as, rarer. As somebody who won't be playing it, I am looking forward to hearing more stories about people playing it because living vicariously through people who are enjoying it is good fun. But I just Can I ask why you just totally dismiss the idea of playing it? Um, I just don't have enough time to play it. Um, uh, okay, yep. With a game like that, I'm finding with RPGs and stuff like that, and um, Tim and I were actually joking about it before. Well, he was joking. I was deadly serious. Um, but I'll, I'll probably be, I'll probably pour more hours into Farming Simulator 2015 than I will Grand Theft Auto V. Um, and, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I don't. If you could see the look on my face now. That's because we're going to have a wicked fun time playing multiplayer so, okay. simulator. Okay, so what you've just told me is you do have time, but you'd rather invest it in a simulator than an RPG? No. Have you, have you ever farmed? Yeah, have, like, have you ever farmed? Have you felt the rush? Of cutting, <laughs> cutting wheat and then selling well, not it. Not only that, like, Farming Simulator 2014 was a great beta game, okay? Now, Farming Simulator 2015 is on PS4 and Xbox One and PC. It's not coming to the Vita. And you know the and, reason why it's not coming to the Vita? Because they've got farm animals, okay? So and it's got a whole... regular farming. It's farm animals as well. It's a whole nother year of farming innovation okay, okay. that have been let added me, into this Let game. me blow your mind. There are farmers in The Witcher 3. Yeah, okay. No, but but, <laughs> but they're not driving tractors. That's true, that's true. Yeah. It's all manual. But what, what farmer in The Witcher 3 has a Lamborghini tractor? 
It's true. Absolutely. Is that a thing, Andy? It, it is a thing. And in the latest farming sim, this is not an ad. We're not being paid by them. Say, but if they want like to throw some money our way. In the latest trailer, it shows off a Lamborghini tractor. It is true. It is true. But to go back to your main question, the thing is, is with RPGs and stuff like that, you know, Farming Simulator 2015 is a little bit different in the sense that there's no story. So I dictate when it ends. Whereas with GTA 5, The Witcher 3 and stuff like that, these are massive games that you need to dedicate time to and put aside time to. That I don't... I know farming, going into farming it that I will never reach the end of it. But so. you don't you don't have to. That's the thing. Like when I played Skyrim, I played I didn't finish the main quest of Skyrim, like the Dragon Ball uh, thing. But like no no no, I I didn't finish it for three years. Get so, off. But get by off the, the time but it's, it's not very good See, I, the main quest. Like I played that game a lot. And I loved it, but I didn't care about the main quest, and I didn't finish Why? it for that's, ages. That's be- the other because p- it was obvious what was going to happen. It wasn't very interesting. But you're the chosen one. You can't let the people down. It was like Oblivion oh. all over again, but with dragons. Was like, but I Oblivion, the that's the other oh. reason. Oh. The other reason you're giving is, uh, me a hernia. With Skyrim <laughs> and Fallout 3, I poured 200 hours into both of those games. So I poured 400 yeah. hours of my life into two games. And I know how good GTA 5 and Witcher 3 are going to be. And mm. I just don't have... Like, if I... Are you scared that you're going to spend too much time on these No, games? well, it's not that. It's just that... <laughs> I, see, I don't mind spending five hours a week with these games. But it just means mm. that I don't then have the time to play any other game. That right, okay. But you don't need any other game. I understand well, what Well, I do because like, I write I, yeah. reviews for a website called Another Dungeon. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You shouldn't have no. put your hand up for Farming Simulator when it was releasing the same week as Witcher. Yeah, well, well somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to take that hit. That's yeah. true. <laughs> no, I, I, I respect that, Andy. And, like, for a long time, like, um, sort of last year, I was doing so many different things. I just found I didn't have time to play any sort of AAA level games. I just played a lot of indie games because I could get something out of them. In an hour, whereas if I sit down to play The Witcher for an hour, it's like no, I need at least you know a lot well, more time than yeah, this. Exactly. So. All yeah, I've done is run from one well. side of the map to another and talk to a peasant. Yeah, exactly. Right. So an hour <laughs> yeah. is The Witcher Three was available time. on the Vita, then it'd be a different story because I do play. Oh my on goodness! Vita, yeah, you know, mobile. So mm. yeah, that's where I do most of my game. Yeah. You're a sad person. I am a sad person. No, he, um, has a, he has a life. I do. Sad. I, I, I really it's sad that you have a life. I also, I also factor in the fact that most week I watch about 10 hours of movies as well. So Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, if you're playing lots of games, there's no time for movies. Like You yeah. really have to. Yeah, and that's my stuff. main passion. So yeah, you yeah. Why are you even part of another dungeon? Because it's good to have a um, variety of perspectives <laughs> and diversity in story, exactly. which is what The Witcher 3 teaches us. Yeah. Well, Support do you have anything diversity. else to that's say what, about The Witcher? That's what something. Um, that's what Broken Edge does as well. Because I feel like we've derailed enough at the moment. <laughs> I could speak about The Witcher 3. Nobody wants to know about Andy's more, personal but, life. Oh, well, I do because I kept asking. <laughs> um, we can ask him afterwards. That's fine. Um, so, so far... Witcher 3, so good. You've played about four hours. I maybe played about six to eight. Mm. Um, I've, good fun. i about ten minutes of footage. How many has Dave played? Lots. 
Dave's trying he to do the day off. He's writing the review. He took the, Dave, he took the Dave, week off. He took off. the week off. Yeah. He's serious. He, he yeah. took the week off. His kids are running amok. His <laughs> wife His is just, just crying like on the floor. Trying to hold it all together. <laughs> and Dave's just playing the Witcher. So. He's going, fuck off. I hope you guys. Come back I hope everybody you know, appreciates. I'm back on. <laughs> I hope everybody appreciates the dedication that he's gone to for this review. <laughs> uh, I might even read this one because he took a week <laughs> off to write it. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to call it for this week. I think that's enough. Yep. Um, go buy The Witcher 3. It's good. Go and if buy you have the a PC, Broken Age as well. Play it. Yeah, it's read much cheaper. Much, it's great. much cheaper. <laughs> Don't worry about that. And you have shorter. a good PC, buy Witcher 3 on PC because it's It is amazing. lovely. It's, yes. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, it's still okay on Xbox. It works. Can't complain. <sighs> anyway, the song for this week, because... It hasn't been dictated to us, so I'm going to pick. Uh, the song is it's called Headshot by a band called My Children, My Bride. And it's about Halo. And you could probably hear it because all of the lyrics revolve around Halo and killstreaks and the game types. So, <laughs> please enjoy that. Uh, while you're watching slash listening to that, don't forget to head to facebook.com slash another dungeon uh, to keep up to date with what we're doing on there. Uh, we also... Yeah, pretty much just playing the Witcher. Join the AD Gamers group on Facebook. Just search for us there uh, where you'll get screenshots of Dave playing the Witcher. Every five Um, seconds. Pretty much. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Another Dungeon. Uh, What do we also have? Uh, Oh, no, you can't do anything on StumbleUpon. There's the YouTube where Dave's been doing a lot of how-to. It's uh, the YouTube.com. I can't give the YouTube... (laughs) If you want to find us on YouTube, search for Another Dungeon and filter by channels. Uh, We haven't hit the amount of subscribers yet that we can change our URL to make it easy for people to find. So find us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, There's a lot of how to plays for board games. Dave's been working pretty hard on that. So go and watch whatever tickles your fancy. Uh, What else will be on? Twitch. We're on the Twitch as well. The (laughs) twitch.com. No, it's not. It's not even that. It's twitch.tv slash another dungeon. This is turning out longer than the bloody Witcher discussion. <laughs> you know what? You be quiet. Uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us on the our inaugural double digit episode. Yeah. I have been your host, Tim. Uh, joining me was Amelia and Andy. Hello. Goodbye. And Due to Andy's talking back, we probably won't invite him back on the podcast. So he did. He did us. say, "Can you just not interrupt me at all?" Join I us in a fortnight it. when we have found someone to replace him. Yeah, we, we, we may discuss Kickstarter or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's put that on the cards. So thanks for listening, and join us in a fortnight's time. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.